Good morning, everyone. One of the good things that has come from this lockdown is that many people are taking extra care to stay in touch with loved ones that we might normally take for granted. I've been staying in touch with my 94-year-old granny, which I'm ashamed to say I don't do often enough normally. But these conversations have reminded me of many things. Chiefly that while we're going through a difficult time, we are enormously blessed to have the technology stay in touch in a myriad of different ways. Both mobile phones and the internet are things that have come up with a living memory for most of us. Even widespread use of home telephones for some. So it's a great thing to be able to continue our series on the Lord's Prayer with you now over YouTube. So let's start by saying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Nancy showed us last week how our Father in Heaven invites us to experience the incredible privilege to relate to God as our Father. Today we are moving on to look at how the very next words, hallowed be your name, invite us to rejoice with praise on our lips as we approach. To help us understand this, I want to rewind approximately 1,000 years before Jesus taught this prayer to the time of David. Now, most of you will know David. Here he is. David was much celebrated as the king of Israel. He was undoubtedly appointed by God and did many amazing things. But he also had a rather troubled life. He had many run-ins, in particular with a chap called Saul. Before David became king, Saul was king. Saul had a temper, a really big temper, and he liked to take it out on David. In fact, he spent a fair amount of time trying to kill David. During one particular episode, David had done the manly and courageous thing and run away. He went to hang out with a different king for a bit. No, not that king. This king was called Akish, and he was king of Gath. However, Akish had heard of David's mighty deeds and was also afraid of David and also wanted to kill him. But David was wise to this and pretended to be insane, <laughs> thereby escaping certain death. Again. It's fair to say this was a challenging time for David. So perhaps surprising that he found the time to write this psalm. Psalm 34, 1-10 I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. 
Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in, in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. One thing that David understood, despite all his shortcomings, was the power of praise. Even when times are tough, or should I say especially when times are tough, there is something that happens in us when we put the praise of God on our lips that just lifts us. It's easy when times are tough, and I'm definitely guilty of this, to get bogged down in what is going on and skip straight to the, ah, God, I need some help. But the format of the Lord's Prayer is clear. We need to make sure we are putting God in his rightful place and putting the praise of him on our lips before anything else. This doesn't mean we have to wake up every morning and sing a song of praise and leap out of bread as if we were in some kind of musical. Although some of you might do that. But it does portray a kind of natural order to things. So how do we do this? For me, David's psalm gives us two ways to put this into practice. The first is mindset. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Putting the praise of God always on our lips is an act of will. Not in the way you force yourself to do something you don't want to do, but in the way you make sure to remember to do something that you do want to do. The current situation seems to have had a polarising effect on people. Some, like myself, have more time on their hands than ever. Others seem to be busier than ever, trying to juggle work, homeschooling and keeping families fed and safe. But it's not just about time. It's also about distractions. I'm as guilty of this as anyone, of thinking, even now, oh, just a quick prayer while I think of that, while I think of it, and then I can move on to something else. There's nothing wrong with that, of course. God wants to have dialogue with us, but we need to make sure that that's not all we're doing. So it could be listening or singing your favourite hymn. It could be reading a psalm if that helps you. It could be a quiet moment of reflection on the goodness and faithfulness of God. Or it could be remembering to structure your prayers in a better way. When we pray with the boys at the end of the day, we always begin with thanking God, whether it's been a good day or a bad day, because it sets the tone for the rest of the prayer. And the second way is attitude. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. 
Let us exult in his name together. Have you ever noticed how someone else's experience will impact your own? If you're out for a meal with someone and they're not happy with their food, it will make you question your own experience. If you watch comedy with a crowd, it's somehow more enjoyable. In this psalm, David encourages us to hear and rejoice, to glorify the Lord with him, to exalt his name together. That's a challenge for us at the moment, but not impossible. Andy Wright put out a message on Facebook. I don't know if you managed to see it. But it was listing all the things that are going on at the moment. Just wanted to say a big thank you to all. There's so much going on at this tough time, such as Hub Kids Live, Sunday Morning Live, prayer gatherings, virtual social gatherings, numerous phone and video calls, small groups connecting over the internet, the mobile pastoral team buying food and collecting prescriptions for those who can't leave the house, Dave Oliver's daily broadcasts, Dave Rebet's teaching on Jesus, glimpse videos, drawings, poems, boldness in sharing the gospel and reaching out to friends on social media, daily reflections from Ray and the team, suggestions of daily devotions, small group resources, and more I haven't mentioned. Lots of connection with God, each other and the world around us. Church has certainly not stopped functioning during lockdown. Well done, everyone. So let's keep encouraging one another so that we can lift each other up in praise. Don't allow the situation to cut you off or to isolate you. One final point I would like to draw from the psalm is how David gives us a handy reminder that whatever trials you're facing, God is with you. And that is a reason to praise. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Lord, in our moments of sorrow and moments of shame, let us look to you and be reminded of your great love for us. Let our faces shine with your glory instead of shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. Lord, when we face trials and difficulties, whether the battles we face are with our own minds or against others, Lord, when we call on you, may we know that you have heard us and you will save us. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Lord, thank you that, you are, that we are surrounded by your protection, your mercy and your love. And we can trust in you to deliver us from dark times. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Lord, let us remember the good you have done. Let us take refuge in the knowledge of your great majesty. Fear the Lord, you his holy people. For those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Let us remember, Lord, to put you in your rightful place. Yes, as our Father, but also as our King. For those who revere the Lord lack nothing. Thank you, Lord, that you have promised to provide what we need. 
We trust in you, Lord, that you will not leave us or forsake us. So let's close by saying the Lord's Prayer together one more time. And let those words that we have looked at so far sink in. The awesome privilege of calling God our Father. And the respect and praise that is due his name. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.